In a world where three nerds started a singing voice research podcast about Star Wars. Episode 9 will be directed by J.J. Abrams. Michael Hamm! When one nerd left, they were joined by a skeptic who loved singing, but not Star Wars. Also, it's a big thing. I don't know if this registered with you, but like it was a really big thing. You know how Lucy makes that joke about like because she lives in Chicago and says everybody's in a really good mood on account of the Cubs finally winning the World Series? That actually happened. Then years go by with only two hosts when the unthinkable, the original four hosts reunite. Dude, we're getting the band back together. For the first time since season two, for the annual tradition, Vocal Fry Christmas. 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 Yeah. Christmas. Vocal Fry Star Wars, halfway out of the dark. Guys, this show will never work. You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Waste Disposal Center 3 on the original Death Star. Sorry, okay, one last time. Oh my gosh, for posterity. Vocal fam, here we go. This is why I don't use Zoom anymore. Oh my goodness, here we are. Guess who, Sarah, tell them who's with us. Michael and Leah and Olivia and Charlie. Hi! Happy Happy holidays! Happy holidays! As we just said, Star Wars is about family. Christmas is about family. And therefore, Michael Hamm... Star Wars is about... Christmas is about Star Wars. There we go. We don't need to go into the Facebook poll. Yes, well, I ran an informal poll on my Facebook saying, asking whether Star Wars was a Christmas movie, and I will let you know, Vocal Fam, that my son, who disagrees that Star Wars is not a Christmas movie, he says that it's not. Uh, That won the poll 25 to 23. So it was actually, to be completely honest, a lot closer than I think I even anticipated. Yeah, I mean... Can you really have a Christmas movie in a universe where Christmas doesn't exist? They always play Star Wars movies around Christmas time, and so it just makes it feel it's Christmas. associated. It's like, it's like Christmas adjacent. Like yeah. the Harry also, Potter movies. Even, they always play those at Christmas. Christmas yeah. well, adjacent. And you know, even before even before this most recent Disney push where they've all been during Christmas, yeah. like it's been like when when I'm home for Christmas, that's, that's the rare do. time that me and my my family and I we just sit around and do nothing. So yeah. my dad would pull out the old VHS tapes and put them in. And- <laughs> pull out the old VHS tapes. Yeah, what you know, do you do? You do you talk to your pa- parents via a telegraph? I mean, not anymore. But like in like, like 2001, we pull out the VHS tapes. Because we were too cheap to buy them on DVD. <laughs> but I remember that initial switch where you're like, ah, it's not going to last. I'm not, I'm not exactly. this old DVD fad. <laughs> yeah, so we kept buying the videotapes. Like, even when DVDs were coming out, because we were like, mm-hmm. we've got a perfectly good VCR. No need to buy this newfangled DVD. It'll probably break. Showed, showed us. Right, <laughs> this fragile plastic tape will definitely last longer. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. It's just Good like time. it's just like the Cheeto Puffs and Cheetos thing with the Star Wars Christmas thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, we did a poll about Cheeto Puffs and Cheetos as well. A, a few years uh, back. Uh, did Cheeto Puffs win? But no. they should have. Daddy right. won. Cheeto Cheetos should have won. Crispy Cheetos. Cheetos. Original Cheetos. Crispy won. Oh, I'm all about. Th- Here's the thing. No, I like been. the crunchy Cheetos, but when I'm sad, I don't want crunchy Cheetos. I want something that's easy. Yeah, yeah. crunchy Cheetos have no reason to exist. Like, they should only be puffy Cheetos or hot 
Cheetos. I like the flaming hot Cheetos. The white yes, cheddar Cheetos. Hot. I don't oh, like any of the cheddar Cheetos. I just I love like them. the original flavor. Simply so they make me feel healthy, even though they're Cheeto Puffs. I like no fun can, can I just say, actually, one of the most Michael, one of the most vocal fry things of all time is happening. Michael's eating. <laughs> yeah, I was going to comment on that earlier. Choosing to ignore it. It's popcorn. It's not a nut. It's not a pistachio. I'm not oh my God. <laughs> I was just thinking about the pistachios. <laughs> and like, look the pistachios. Thinking, thinking. I think Sarah was gonna like have a seizure and die. I was. Like, I was literally just like, sitting there like, okay, like hold it in, Sarah, hold in the rain. It was a <laughs> rough day that day. Uh, it was. Anyway, it was a good conversation. well, Vocal Fam, um, we have not been together as the four of us since season two, and Sarah and I are in the middle of, just at the midpoint of season four. Wild. Can you believe it, Sarah, that we've been that we've no. been doing this for three and a half years? That we've had four Christmas episodes? That's this so is crazy. Vocal Fry Christmas number four. The annual tradition. Um, and most of the time on these episodes, we review Star Wars, hence the bumper at the beginning of the episode. Honestly, very true. That, or I think there's been the occasional, like, Doctor Who spring. We did, we did the Doctor Who. Actually, that was Leah's season when she was on because we were coming off right. finishing Series 11. Right. Uh, so anyway, Vocal Fam, um, we hope that, that uh, the holidays can bring some hope and cheer and joy to your life this year. Uh, and Star Wars. And Star, and Wars. Star Wars. And listen, Olivia, what a great transition. Bring because listen, listen, normally the way I do these episodes, well, first of all, let's just say it right now. If you have not seen season two of The Mandalorian in its entirety... Oh. Stop! This is your this is your moment because I'm actually going to go to the end and then we're going to go backwards, uh, not like my normal order. So, vocal fam, if you have not seen season two and one of The Mandalorian in their entirety, go back. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. In Michael's famous words, the single worst possible way to experience this (laughs) this spoiler that we're about to talk about would be by listening to the six of us talk about it. Yes, this podcast is the worst form of experiencing this story. (laughs) That could be possible. With that being said, Vocal Fam, you've been so warned. Stop now. With that being said, I my wife captured a seven minute long video of me watching the end of the episode yesterday. Because I can only imagine. I, I and I refused to let myself believe the truth. Because as soon as we saw the X single X Wing, I said ah. I said single X Wing, it has to be Luke. Yes. And, then, and I didn't right. want to believe it. I kept saying it can't be. It, they wouldn't. They wouldn't yeah. actually do it. He literally he, said it's probably Ahsoka. I was like, it's probably Ahsoka. It's probably. I wanted to think it was going to be anybody because I didn't think it was going to be possible. But as soon, I, I made a list. Actually, I made a list because I think that this was some of the most incredible like sequencing and directing that I've ever seen. So here's John Favreau. Here's my, here's my, oh my gosh. Here's my list. The progression of Dare I Hope, Dare I Dream. <laughs> One, the single X-Wing. Single X-Wing. Two, a hooded figure on a black and white monitor image. So uh, all you see yeah. is a white lightsaber. You huh, don't know. Okay, letting my hope down, maybe it's Ahsoka. Then the very next shot you see is just that green lightsaber with the sound and everything. With the glove. Then, and the glove. And the glove. And, yes, yes. And the single glove. They show glove. the glove briefly there, and then they show it. It's later down in the list as well, because then you see you have slow, it's more. calculated, That's how Daddy Je- Jedi-type movements, you know? You see very clear, this is a Jedi. That's then how Papa knew. you get one clear shot of his right hand force-crushing that dark trooper, and then you get one more, right before he takes the hood up, of his right hand, then his left hand, which is clearly still fleshy, and that showing that he's not someone who just wears two gloves. And then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a glove aficionado. And then lastly, you get the face reveal, and then you get- It was not Michael Jackson, in other words, wearing one glove. (laughs) 
Well, Michael Jackson also only that wore one glove. That would have been an glove. interesting but, yes. plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How bad. That's what Leo would yes, watch. Thriller era Michael Jackson. <laughs> All of a sudden, he breaks into the into the bad choreography. <laughs> <laughs> And and the, all four of those Mandalorians are like, huh? Yeah, they all start doing the thriller choreography. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they start cracking up, the dark troopers come up like the little zombies. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. It's an amazing show. Okay, um, it was. Uh, I, I then uh, I I I did I send you the picture of the moment the hood came off. My wife did, of, of me the moment the hood yeah. came yeah that was when the what, that was when the hood came off um, and yeah that was when the hood came off I because I just I, I just did it was like I you know 2020 has been you know a, a rough year for all of us but it was literally like John Favreau was he, okay I want to compare this back to Michael talking about in our very first season talking about the announcement of J, that's why I put it in the bumper, talking about the announcement of JJ directing episode nine. Because later in that episode, you talked about JJ in the first movie doing like the whole like hand-holding thing of, it's okay, we're never gonna do Jar Jar to you again. Yes. But, but then, that was before we had seen either Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. This moment was beyond i think for the and i have a whole thing about this but beyond um the 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 issues of like you know whatever with the last jedi and luke this was john favreau not hand holding this was him being like we're all adults here we know that luke skywalker is alive in this universe who in the yeah. world else could destroy 30 dark troopers, which we've already shown are one of them is the Mandalorian's equal. Yeah. Right. Who, except of course, the most pow- at that point, the most powerful What's Jedi that? in the galaxy. And we don't just get, you know, it was like the whole time from last season, the, 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 the race of enemy wizards, you know, and- Yeah. And then us, okay. Now let's talk about it from this perspective. The redeeming, the redeeming of that character for many Star oh, Wars fans. Mm-hmm. That that yeah. was from yeah. So because I, I, I literally turned to Jamie and I was like, you know, it's really nice to see Luke going out and really fighting, seeing him in the prime, seeing how powerful he is, mm-hmm. rather than like whiny, barely trained Luke or old, bitter Luke. Like it was nice. So yeah. this this was this was John Favreau saying, giving the people who hated Last Jedi, myself not included because I loved Last Jedi, giving, letting us see hero Luke. Yeah, because well, I think like or hate Last Jedi, like or right. hate because I also like Last Jedi. Right, it's like, yeah. but we is, never got yeah, to a- see fully fledged CGI hero Luke. Yeah, yes. and I- and I think that's important because what we got to see in Last Jedi was worn down leader Luke. Because leadership is pain. There's there's a pain, there's a burden of all masters. Mm -hmm. And that's what he passed on. So old Luke passes on that which he has learned. But we never, but Star Wars fans were upset that they never got to see that person walk the path of the hero. Yeah. Right. Given the timeline of the of the nine episodes last jedi is appropriate for where luke is at in his age and his life cycle you know yes like yeah correct but, so this is actually and also mark hamill's story. age <laughs> of course that too of course um but this is the first i'd say the first story that we've had in this current canon you know this for the first story we've had in this current canon that hits that that prime age a few years after Return of the Jedi, you know, right. this is the first time we have that. So this is really the only time 
at least in the Disney canon, that we could have seen properly hero Luke. So, so then I, there, there's another important aspect of this. At no point, I don't think, it was very interesting. I actually felt like Favreau did an incredible job at keeping the story about Din Djarin and not about Luke Skywalker. Oh, yeah. And Mandy made a good point earlier today that it was important for him to have removed his helmet the episode before mm -hmm. so that even the moment with Grogu wasn't about him removing his helmet. It was about he and mm -hmm. Grogu. And That's great. Um, it, it, I, I thought so. I thought that was very poignant. Um, but I, I felt like even in, here's, you know, now we've, okay, so obviously they were stuck. They were stuck, whether it was that they were stuck or whether it's that they had planned it all along, they basically set them up in an impossible situation. They needed a, you know... Uh, Someone comes in, yeah. Right, you know, they needed to introduce a god figure into the thing, and so they did. Fine. It also yeah. gave the whole Star Wars fan... Look, look, here's the thing. This show has been about rebuying in all of Star Wars fandom. This has been about saying whether you liked the prequels, whether you liked the original trilogy, whether you liked the new trilogy, whether you liked Clone Wars, whether you liked Rebels. This has been about, no, we're bringing everything back and we're trying to win everybody back. Because, you know, they introduced this baby Yoda figure. Now we called him the child. Now he is, of course, has a name in Grogu. It's baby Yoda. Right. But it, that device won all the fandom back. Like that yeah. device alone won fans back and got the buy-in back. But it's interesting. I think it was a red herring the entire two seasons. Because I don't think we'll see that character the rest of this show. This show is about the restoration of Mandalore. And, yeah. and who reclaims the throne of Mandalore with the Darksaber. And, and it's going to be interesting. And it was also about launching this entire television Disney Plus Star Wars universe. Because right. now we're going to get Ahsoka, the Book of Boba Fett, Rangers of the New Republic, and the Mandalorian all happening in the same time frame, in the same outer rim part of the galaxy and I think we're gonna head toward one big epic thing probably toward Thrawn being the big bad of the entire thing is my guess That'd be cool. Star Avengers um, Star Avengers <laughs> well I think it seems like that's the thing I think it ends up in a big cataclysmic team up if crossover event yes Star Infinity Wars. Star Avengers. I mean. <laughs> Secret Star Wars. I mean. Star Wars. Before games. we move. Star Wars is already Marvel. From, uh, from we had the Iron Man suit. Itself, I do want to say this. Oh. You know, this is uh, obviously the words fan service don't even really apply here. Like, no. Like they're too cheap for what happened here. They're, yeah, mm -hmm. that's also, right. Also, I'll say this. Like we got Luke Skywalker at his zenith. Um in like the most incredible sequence on the planet and all all of that amazing stuff happens and but all of that still gets completely overshadowed by the exchange between Din Djarin and Grogu. I think that that's really important yes. to note here. And it says to me that this that what they're doing they're doing the right things. It says to me that the story is what it's about. It's not just like, like that I haven't just been dazzled by Star Wars memorabilia for 16 episodes, you mm. know? But actually, like, no, the characters and him saying, parting with, like, this father-son relationship is really what, what's grasped us here. You yeah. Know? Not, not Luke. And it's almost like a, it's almost like a moment of emotional relief when to have like r2d2 roll out there you know yes like, like oh okay you know like well it was so intense i mean like, if you look at social media the number of people who said they were crying over last night's episode i cried so much. i know you're always shocked that i cried during this but i cried so much my daughter over there glaring at me because i i cried a lot 
I have a feel. Again. I have a feeling Michael shed a tear last night. Uh, I cried for ten straight minutes, guys. <laughs> Basically, the violin started and that was it. Oh, I think Austin teared up a little bit. See, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, and and that was a common reaction across social media. That was not an Ooh, uncommon thing. I can really thing. tell he had stood up and gotten really close to the TV. So hard oh, to say. <laughs> you know, it's what's best for him, but also. Is they're, they're supposed to be together. Yeah, do you really think that, that they won't have him in any more of the series? I could see I it. I think he somehow comes back. Oh, he's, I think I'm he'll gonna... come back. But I, I honestly don't think that he's a major player now for the next no, couple of seasons. I don't think you... I, I don't know. I kind of... I mean, obviously, I don't know anything really about the whole lore. But mm. I. it was kind of my impression. I mean, from what I just heard that they kind of maybe didn't really expect for Baby Yoda Grogu to, like, be as popular as he was. Correct. Yeah. And so, I don't know, that just kind of makes me wonder if maybe the original plan wasn't for him to be a major player, but then they were kind of like, wait, this is actually what, like you said, what brought people in, you know, like what people are really here for, like, maybe we need to find a way to keep him around that's right know? yeah yeah go ahead um well we already know that basically mandalorian is star wars set what not star wars um marvel because avengers because we saw an iron man in the oh. death troopers yeah yeah can we talk about john favreau and his leftover iron man props i've got 20 more iron man robots let me paint them black Yep. And make them have red eyes. And even when the eyes lit up, I was like, oh, jeez. Like, huh. <laughs> in, in, you know, interesting thing. I don't know if you guys noticed this, because I always... John Favreau is always so... He's like playing two games. He's doing the obvious stuff in the front with all the pop culture building, but then secretly the nuanced machinations in the back. So all this season has been about them studying Grogu's blood yes. to create some sort of force-sensitive thing. And so we didn't see these troopers use force powers. However, there's one important moment. When Luke shows up, they all notice. They know! Yes! They That's what know like. that they so notice a force-sensitive person appeared. Yeah, so I've been wondering, like, are they You're trying right. to force-sensitive droids, force-sensitive... Just clones, make people so that aren't Force-sensitive, Force-sensitive. They call these a third-generation Dark Trooper, and so it makes me wonder if we will get a fourth generation that's able to use Force powers. Yeah. You know? Which would be freaky. Yikes. Like, there was something very just viscerally alarming when they were just punching through the door. Like, yes. not cutting, not using guns, literally yeah. just punching their way through this door. I was like, yeah, like that's yeah, kind of anxious. Yeah, yeah, like you're so used to high tech and like all this stuff, and instead they're just pow. pow oh, I thought they pow. were gonna have like eyes that could melt through metal. Yeah, I thought they were gonna have laser eyes. Laser eyes. And they just punch through. Brute force. Yeah. Yep. It's it's intense. Or like when they literally like they get sucked out into space, and I was like, oh, well, they won't die, and so they literally fly back. I'm like, oh, that's you nuts. can't kill them. So, well, anyway. there is the spear made out of metal that can't be broken. That can't yeah, the Beskar yeah, spear was pretty pretty but awesome. But I thought it was interesting awesome. with the Beskar spear, spear, how they kind of showed its limits even. Like, yes, it can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the lightsaber, but obviously it's it, at some point it would have broken. Or something right, would have, or bent. or Right, can't be cut through, but maybe could just be melted by the energy and the, the, yeah. the heat. Like, it obviously couldn't take it forever. So I thought that was interesting that we kind of do build some limits there. Well, I I was glad to see, you know, I love the lore about the Darksaber. And mm -hmm. I'm glad to see, you know, just continued them not shying away. Like, Michael, your point about, like, this idea of bringing in things that are like sort of fan servicey and like in the regular part of like the film canon and this kind of thing but also doing what the films were 
null and void of, which was really bringing in the elements of the animated series. Mm-hmm. Because yes. honestly, I mean, and, and I don't know, I, I know Michael has, I know we have, but uh, Sarah Leah, I don't know if you both have watched those. Um, Charlie, what's the name of the show? The Making of the Mandalorian? What's the name of the show? We just watched one episode that was. Um, what's it called, though? What's the, what was the, the show called? Of Disney. It's, it's, the documentary it's where they all sat like around. The making of, it's Gallery. Oh. Gallery. 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 That's what it was called. Gallery. On Disney Plus. And when you, when you, when you hear. John Favreau and Dave Filoni talking about Star Wars. Like, you get it that, like, oh, these two guys get it. You know, Dave Filoni yeah. told his whole story about going to um, the ranch to talk to George Lucas about Clone Wars with his sketchbook, you know? And, I mean, these guys love mm-hmm. Star Wars, and they get it. Like, they're they're not trying to, like, be the cowboy that J.J. was, like JJ was just like, yeah. look at me, I have a billion dollars, and I'm gonna make a Star Wars movie. Ah! <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a little bit. They very much seem to, and this is, I, 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 I hesitate to say some of this because it's almost we're we're talking about a a a, a, a fictional tale about space wizards, like, <laughs> like, just, and, like and, and knights, space wizards, and space and, knights. Mandalorians are space knights. Jedi are space wizards. Yes. And, but this idea of, um, mm. I, I almost, it makes me almost think of like the cultural appropriation conversation where like when you actually value something, you respect it enough to learn about it and honor those who came before in the tradition, you right. know? And, and so like JJ, I'm not saying JJ was so extreme in a negative way like that, like that implies, but he was a little bit like, like, I'm going to do Star Wars my way. Well, I always thought that it must be really, like, I did not realize until relatively recently that there was no, like, it's not like, you know, the Harry Potter series where, like, there's a book, you know, there's a story, there's a beginning, there's an end, there's one person who is responsible for all of it. You know, I mean, of course, movie, you know, directors can take some liberties but still like you're adhering to one story like i did not realize until relatively recently that star wars doesn't have that and it, i always thought right. it was like must it, really be frustrating <laughs> to be a fan because it's i mean it's just totally up to whoever has the well, range and, jo- and george lucas has a set had or had an original manuscript of seven eight and nine that are absolutely nothing nothing like what we got Nothing remotely. It just completely and, different concept. He got really obsessed with midichlorians and cells and stuff. And like, there's also there's also the important thing, um, just for the casual fan to know that there were years of fan fiction written after the original trilogy. Yeah, sure. some of which, some well, and and actually not only fan fiction but actual fiction. Actual books. Like yeah. there was. Me, there were many comics and other books of novels of extended mm-hmm. canon that Disney said are no longer canon. But yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to try to maybe see what elements of <laughs> maybe any of the original stuff that they might bring in. Um, Thrawn. You, you know, well, Thrawn's from Rebels. I mean, well, um, Thrawn. Yeah, well, there are so many books that have come out with Thrawn since kind of the reboot, like since they took the books and said, well, these are all legends. They've written right. more with him, so. Right. Well, and, and if I remember correctly. What, say that again, Leah. Which one is Thrawn? We haven't, yeah. we haven't, oh, seen, haven't seen him. him. <clears throat> he's, okay, he's. So you're good. Yeah, you're, you have not met him. Ahsoka says, where is Thrawn? And so she's Wait, looking is for Thrawn. The, is Ahsoka the Jedi? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Leo, but, but correct me if I'm wrong, but Rebels was created after the Disney acquisition. Oh yeah. So so that's what I'm saying. Rebels is a Disney the, XD like, original. Right. So so then what I'm saying is they deleted Thrawn and then brought him back in Rebels. Is what oh, I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That makes they, sense. He, he was part of the canon that they got rid of. Right. And then and they re- said, "We like this character. We'll we'll bring him back." Go well, ahead. that's so, like even Kylo Ren, like Ben, is something that was you know part of the legends that they deleted and brought back in a totally different way. Of course, well, not totally, mm-hmm. but pretty different way. 
but also it was still def you know that's something they sort of reused which uh, that's been my question with like little grogu is i i need to know how he survives like that's my that's where i'm thinking we're gonna follow up because with him. he becomes the mandalore he comes back with jedi powers wields the dark saber the because the dark saber was originally created by the only Mandalorian Jedi. Yep. So Grogu will become the second ever Mandalorian Jedi. I think that's He'll right. Wield the dark saber and become the Mandalore with little Mandalorian okay. ears. Little ears sticking out of the helmet. <laughs> that would be adorable, and I'm a huge fan. But like, I need to see him literally survive the rampage at the little Jedi yes. school. Actually, I need to Papa, see that happen. Yeah. Also, like, if he's like 50 right now, how long is it going to take him to be full grown? I mean, we I don't know anything about this. Species? Go ahead. Yeah. My, my kids need no to say something. Go ahead, both of you. Yeah. Olivia first. Well, back to when you're saying that the best car can melt. I did see little red spots when the dark saber hit the best car. Absolutely. Spear. So we'll yeah. see what happens with that. Charlie, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. The other day you were talking about like maybe Mandalorian ends with. Mando on the throne of Mandalore. With Baby Yoda with, beside him? No. With the Darksaber and then getting a message or something about how... To go rescue to about, go a get, about a Jedi temple being burned down or something, and he and goes yeah. and rescues Grogu from the temple. I had th that that is a that is a question I had had. Possible. Yeah, what what I have another thing to mm. say. I, I just see that. think that mm. when Boa Fett sat down on the throne yes was pretty cool yes <laughs> it was yeah let's talk about that because you know sarah what you're talking about bringing back stuff they brought with ben they brought back a little different we're sitting here with boba fett on the throne of jabba the hutt the, <laughs> the original clone himself boba the yeah. hutt yes boba yes. the hutt boba the hutt boba the hutt that's what i said is there is there is there clarity yet about it because there have been some there have been some talk that that the Mandalorian will be season three feature Boba the Hutt and that Din's story is over. I doubt that they would do that. No, he's getting his own show. A full spinoff with Boba with Boba Fett. Yeah, I think no, they, they are. They are doing a full spinoff. That's what it says. They are? Okay. After well, the it says, it's because it says the book of Boba Fett, December two thousand twenty-one. The problem is. They mentioned they they already announced that Mandalorian season three is December, December 2021, 2021, which is confusing to some people. Uh, I think uh, because because all of these have have been in chapters, and people uh, yeah. are concerned that they're going to get season three of the Mandalorian chapter one Boba Fett, and so uh, I can see okay. how they, like like seriously like you. all sorts of different websites are like we don't know because part of it is because Disney did not mention. When they announced all their shows, they didn't originally announce um, a Boba Fett spinoff. Um, Which makes sense now if they wanted to kind of surprise us with it at the end of this. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking of, yes. we keep talking about Star Wars Avengers being similar. Having the little thing, watching the credits, I was sitting there, I was like, where is the video? Because I'm still crying from the end of the show. Of course, I'm like, where is the video? They said there was more. And I'll be honest, when it comes up and it's where I'm like, this isn't Baby Yoda. I thought I was going to get more. But I, it was, I was okay with it in the end. Yes. It was fine. I'm, I'm over it. Uh so what other do uh do we have any other um highlights from the season any any favorite moments from this from this big second season that we've just just finished i mean i love the ahsoka episode i mean the ahsoka oh. the ahsoka assault yes. was pretty great yes i'm so happy to like see her and they just again i know we mentioned this a few episodes back on the podcast but like they did her so well like i was so worried about her being live action and how that would yes. look yeah, uh, I mean, it's, honestly, it's the CGI in general, like, back to this episode, Luke, like, oh my gosh, that was fantastic. Great. Like, he, they did a great job of CGI. CGI. Yeah, that was that deep fake technology. Um, yeah, that's the technology real. that literally worries the world over politicians actually not being who they are. Yeah. I mean, that's that's actually a kind of concerning thing in one, in one sense. Yeah. Um, 
but it was also interesting that both the actor who did that role, it actually on set, and Mark Hamill both got a credit for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. um, well, it was not Mark, was Mark Hamill Hamill's... on set. No, but it was Mark Hamill's voice, and I, I think they, I think they excerpted his face. Yeah. Hmm. And anyway, so weird. I was weird. Weird. I was glad good. that they used Katie Sackoff as Bo-Katan because um, mm-hmm. she's actually Bo-Katan in Clone Wars. Yep. So Is she? yeah, okay. um, when they yeah. look so, I mean, people I didn't were of course like she looked like her character on the show. People were upset about the decision oh, okay. to use Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. yes, because they were hoping mm-hmm. that they would use the Ahsoka actress. Uh, but they were they needed a headliner there I think and made that so decision. Like, now, can, can we talk about this though for a second? This this idea because I, I think that I've been waiting to have this conversation on the podcast kind of since the beginning of the, the pandemic, and I wasn't really clear in my mind about it until D twenty three. But then after D twenty three, it became crystal clear in my mind. Feige and Kathy Kennedy had both said that Disney was done making movies that they didn't feel could make over a billion dollars at the box office. And now, who knows if there will ever even be a billion dollar movie again, or if movie theaters will exist in another 12 months. I've talked to multiple friends, ourselves included. We just upgraded our TV, our audio, everything in our home because we're getting ready for Wonder Woman 1985, four, five, <laughs> 85, 84, 1984 on Christmas Day. WWE 84. And so, I mean, I, I, I legitimately think that D23 was kind of the first time there was the universal announcement that like Dune and Matrix 4 and whatever else are all going to be on HBO, but they're going to mm-hmm. be released in theaters at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This like... was a different thing. <clears throat> this was Disney saying, we're going to make a couple of movies, but we're not about theme parks anymore. We're not about movies anymore. This Disney Plus platform is now the wor- ho- world's home for media consumption. <laughs> like basically <laughs> saying, yeah. we're going to make a bazillion Marvel shows and they're going to be cinematic quality. <laughs> We're going to make a bazillion Star Wars shows and they're going to be cinematic quality. And it's also interesting that even in the concepts of their of their television shows, they've really gone to British models where they're going to they're going to make six episodes. They're going to be incredible. They're going to do three seasons of it and then they're going to cancel the show. Kind of like the net, kind of like the Netflix model in 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 one sense. I mean, that's sort of the Stranger yeah. Things model, you know. Better than Netflix shows. Yes, these these are honestly. I mean, yeah. this Mandalorian whole thing. What was also you know really in, anyway to wrap that point up. I just think that I think that this D twenty three was direction setting for the entire entertainment industry. And How interesting that we just talked about VHS tapes and DVDs at the beginning of this episode. Right. Well, this is a little bit like that. Yeah. Listen. Like, well, we'll release it on both, I guess, because this DVD thing might work out. It's like, and Disney is sitting there going, going, man, we're going all DVD. We're not even making VHS tapes anymore. Right. You know, this yeah. is that. Exact. Yes. Well, it's exactly. such a fell swoop. Movie theaters, let's be real. When was the last time you bought a DVD or Blu-ray movie? Or did you just say, eh, I'll just stream it? I'll just stream it. I haven't bought a DVD in two years. I don't even know when right? the last time I bought a DVD was. Right? It was like, like I think it was when my uh, when the Blockbuster in Clinton was going out of sale. I may have bought a couple of DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Right, so literally a clearance item. Not yes. a, not a full, when's the last time you went no. out to buy a full price DVD? That's probably been eight years. I don't know that I ever did that. <laughs> right. I'm not, really, I'm not really a movie person anyway, and so, yeah, I don't know that I've ever paid full price for a DVD. I did it with yeah. one of the Fantastic Beasts movies, but I feel like that's been a few years now. But, yeah. Yeah. And I think I only did that because it wasn't streaming yet, and I really wanted to watch it. 
Yeah. Right. But now, I mean, everything, everything you can just get digitally and then you don't have to have it in your house. It's great. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Then you don't have Weird to have world. the risk of losing it. And you don't have to have the risk of losing it. Or Correct. breaking it. That's exactly. Well, I think that it's important too to mention right here. Um, if, it, you know, we, we've talked about this a long time ago, right when the first season of Mandalorian was coming out. But uh, I think it's important to bring up uh, the, again, the new technology that's come forth that's helped to film the Mandalorian. Uh, if you look yes. up, they call it their virtual stage. It's, it's unbelievable. Essentially, it's essentially a dome of LED screens. I feel like we talked about this like, on the podcast, Sarah, last we, year. We have. We yeah, have at some point. If you haven't seen it, go look it up on YouTube. It's incredible. It's less expensive than green screen. Like it's difficult to build, but now they've built a couple of these. Right. And now that it's now that it exists, they can use it, and it makes it makes uh, like post production like nothing because they're doing it in real time. In real right time, there. right? Um, they're actually filming all the CGI essentially in one fell swoop. Literally, you can go on YouTube and find a video of these guys moving the stuff around behind the scenes. And it's like, literally, the director goes, I don't like this mountain right there. And so they just say, okay. The guy gets on, like, an iPad tablet and moves the mountain to the other side of the, of the, of the world. Because it didn't fit in the shot. Talk, talk like, about moving mountains. Literally, oh. moving mountains. Yes. Well done, Charlie. <laughs> Well, well, yes. Well, if you have, if you have the well the size of a mustard seed or a bajillion dollars like Disney, <laughs> you can move mountains. Say to the mountain, move, and it'll be moved. What, Olivia? <laughs> well, back to losing a DVD. At least you don't have a dog that eats it. We yes, <laughs> Tony. Tony, Tony, when his first New Year's Eve, we had left him inside mm -hmm. the house, and we went out. Back, remember, vocal fam, remember when we went outside the house? <laughs> I, I do. We used to go yeah. out, out. Remember when I? Yeah. Good times. Tony, because you guys like traveled. Yeah. <laughs> good times. Good times. Right. Back good in the times. day, you know, back, back, back prior to but 2020. He ate, he ate your DVDs. Back like a year ago. Like yeah, a year he, and five months. He, he ate a, a few DVDs. Yeah. It a was, few? He ate like 12. He, he loved Star Wars. <laughs> he specifically really loved He specifically Star Wars. ate some of my original trilogy DVDs. That was. Yeah, so really loved Do you know it's weird Wars. that if we had any Marvels, it would be weird that he didn't eat the Marvels since he's. Hence his name is based off a Marvel character. But like, is that weird or is that just like not eating himself? Like, I feel like that's akin to being a cannibal. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm eating myself. I'm eating myself. Um, um, yes. This season as a whole, briefly. Um, first off, I think everything to do with the frog lady. I think we just all need to <laughs> loved it. The frog lady happened this yes. season. Loved it. Loved I it. love baby Yoda eating the, the, the eggs. I think it was maybe in the first that episode. That stressed me out. The eggs? The eggs stressed you out? <laughs> the eggs? Oh, oh man. The, yeah, and Grogu kept eating that. Like, it it really stressed me out. I was like, it stressed me out. Another thing like, oh, my is this so 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 I was like, these dogs are going to attack. We're going to go extinct. Yeah. I, I love, let's see, I love that. that I love too the, stressful. Um, what's it called? The, gosh, um, I can see it. He goes to meet the guy to get the to get the to get the coordinates, and they're watching those two guys duke it out um, in the underground fighting. Um, I just thought all the sets in that in that episode were exceptionally good. Like when he's like walking through the wasted city. Yeah. Early on, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. 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 I thought that was fantastic. Um, and then the most important thing to me um, is that they were willing to blow up the Razor Crest. Yes. Oh my gosh! Was, yeah. This season, <clears throat> just, like again is like fan service is not the right word um this series is willing to go to the logical conclusions every time right? it makes no sense for them to not blow up the razor press i we you know? jamie and i literally had just said why are they not blowing up that and then they did I, that's something we talked again jamie and i were talking after today's episode that like <coughs> i appreciated that this show yeah. didn't end on some major sensational cliffhanger it tied it up. Right. Yeah. You know, I feel like so many shows now, they feel like everything has to be so sensational, so huge cliffhanger that forces you to come back. But this show, it's like, no, we have made a good enough product that we are going to tie these up. And obviously there are storylines that can continue. 
Mm-hmm. But like, this is so good that we know that when we put out season three, you're gonna come watch it. Like, I appreciate that because I think sometimes we will make up for lackluster plot lines with really showy graphics. And so I for can sure a good plot. Well, and they tie it up, but they don't do it. They tie it up, but it's in a way that's logical and makes it is. like it, it makes sense. You know, it's you a don't good later place go, to. Why didn't they just do blah blah blah? Like no, they they did it. Yeah. Although they I did, did. think I can... like, blah, blah, blah. why is why is Dinger and why is he so concerned about Grogu when he was in the like when he was force meditating and he had basically the force field around him? Yeah. Uh-huh. Was like, why are you so worried about it? He's safer than the rest of y'all. Go go fight some people. But anyway, I digress. I think that was unreasonable parental anxiety. It's probably <laughs> it was it was, but I on the outside who was just worried in general. But Speaking then, of worried, the spider villain thing Ooh, didn't like spiders. Ooh. Too many spiders. <laughs> I had trouble going to sleep that, else that night. was cool about this season. There were some of the best creatures that we've seen in Star Wars yeah. in a very long time. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah, that's how Austin tricked me into watching this show with him, <laughs> was because he was like, I finished the second episode of season two of Mandalorian, and there's a direct Harry Potter reference. <laughs> and that was <laughs> the spiders. <laughs> oh my goodness. But aren't you glad he did? Go ahead, Olivia. Now you've done it. Um, <laughs> well, and now I've yeah. seen one Star Wars. Amazing. We the movie last weekend. Those, those are the best types. Like 1977 Star Wars? Like the original? New Hope? The, the, yeah, the one where you meet Luke like, Skywalker. Luke. Yes. Yeah. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Yeah. Did she have buns for hair? That one. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Go ahead, Olivia. Well, another funny um, eating habit with Grogu is the one with the cookies. Where he takes the cookies. (laughs) I'm using the force. Also. if we gave Sarah the Force, this literally might be what she might use it for. It would, look, I'm yes. going to be real. I would use the Force, and it might seem stupid, but, like, this morning, I was getting out my Christmas mug, and it was on the top shelf of the cabinet, and I was standing there, and it was just out of reach, right? This just seems like reach. what Sarah would use and the Force like, for. This is where I need the Force. <laughs> Instead, I had to go get Jamie. I was like, Jamie, you got to get the um, so are you saying that are you saying that Jamie is the force? <laughs> no, no, don't let him. Don't let him hear that. Don't let him hear that. <laughs> we already mentioned it on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes. Talking about him. Another funny oh thing goodness. with Grogu is once he gets out of the force field on the on the mountain, he's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna take a little nap." Like, yeah. I'm going to um, take a nap. Oh, yes. yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm going to tuck that it out. That was it's, a lot of work. Time. I'm going to take a nap. You, you know, it's interesting. We started this episode talking about if Star Wars was, in fact, a Christmas film. And this thought's been brewing in my head, and I almost didn't say it, but I think I shall say it. It's happening. Indeed, I, it's happening. I'm already saying it's already coming out. Um, that's some different imagery. Anyways, um, the uh, we've talked about this show being like a kind of a come like uh, all the star wars people are kind of being able to come back together you know and, and it's like ultimately this is this is uh star wars we're all going to come home you Work. know here we are four hosts here we are we haven't been together in a while we're all together for christmas and all the star wars fans are together for christmas the ones who loved episode nine the ones who didn't the ones who loved this thing, the ones that didn't, the one that got tricked into watching Star Wars because they were told it was a <laughs> Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> like, it's a, we're How all here. And so the but ones who like the cute, the cute creature and the one who knows all the lore, we're all here. I think that this is a, I don't know, I'm just, I'm amused. I think that the Mandalorian just, is, is Christmas. It is. Yes. That's right. A little yes. bit. I'll, I'll go with that. Okay, okay, so total subject jump. Guys, I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays Danny Cordray on The Office. Timothy Olyphant. Tim, Tim Olyphant. I, I really enjoyed that episode. Also, at the same time, though, my main comment was going to be that every time I think about that episode and every time I even saw him, I was like, Danny Cordray! Who? What? Is, it's from, it's the, from office. the Office. 
Yeah, I wasn't just, not, actually. Oh, Leah, are you the only one who's watched The Office to see that? Oh man, I should have just started out. Uh, Leah, did you think <laughs> that? Did you keep thinking, Danny Cordray? What are you doing here? What's going on? This is yeah, crazy. Yeah, I did recognize him. Hey, I'm is Jim. In, Where are y'all? Is he in the to Mandalorian? Be honest, are we still talking I mean, about that? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's the he's guy the, who. He's the with the giant like, worm. Yeah, he had oh, the, the, the ranger oh, he who had Boba's armor. Boba's yeah. armor. <laughs> Boba's armor. He was in the office. Yeah. Just a guest star for a few episodes. But you remember. I mean, he's so. got a pretty big career. I mean, he's been in lots of things. Well, to me, he is Danny Cordray. I generally <laughs> tend to remember him from Gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, another... Thing is it back to the Harry Potter reference with the spiders? I had terrible dreams about that. I mean, I as you should. We had the little spiders, which are in the Harry Potter movies, and then the ginormous spider. Yeah, exactly. Did I mean that? Charlie hates spiders. He literally stuffed his head in the pillow. Can we talk about the other? Ha- can we talk about the other Harry Potter similarity in the fact that? Essentially, the dark saber is the elder wand. Like, can we? I mean, uh, it has to be one yeah. in yeah. battle. I, I uh, was like, is it mm-hmm. is Star Wars Harry Potter or is Star Wars Marvel or is Star Wars Star uh, Wars? Right. Or is Star Wars Christmas? Well, no, then, Star Wars is Christmas. We've established that. Yes. And yeah, Olivia's I still got all the quips today. I still don't even see how Star Wars is a Christmas movie. Well, but... we've 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 already established it. Yes. Okay. Speaking of, I, I, Chris, go ahead, Michael. I was gonna say I love the way the dark saber looks. Oh, it's awesome! Oh my gosh! But I think the effects they use on it are fantastic. I agree. It's like a comic book weapon, but like in real life. It's I awesome. totally agree. Um, okay, great. Um, since this is Vocal Fry Christmas, here's what I would like to do this year. Since we can't do a gift exchange, I would like us all to go around and say what we're asking Santa Claus for for Christmas. Not that you have time to go out and get your loved one this gift anymore because it's a little bit too late. <laughs> but what is it that we as a group are all asking Santa Claus for for Christmas? I will let my kids start because they're going to jump out of their pants. Go ahead, Olivia. Olivia can go. I don't okay. care. So- one thing. What are you asking Santa Claus for for Christmas? Well. One thing. One, Olivia. One. Okay. I'm <laughs> asking Santa Claus for um, a toy puppy that moves like it breathes. Another one? <laughs> um, but the other thing that I'm hoping for from Daddy is Age of Calamity. Oh, yeah. the Another Legend of Zelda. They want the, the new Legend of Zelda prequel. Legends. They want Santa to bring them the new Legends of Zelda game. Oh. Age of Calamity, Daddy. Age of Calamity. We're trying to drive this point home so we get the right one. Charlie, Charlie, what about you? There is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, but I'm also really hoping for the new Mario game, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Yeah. Is that the one where you get to, like, design, where it left of your house? You broke. You yeah, we totally just like wait. lost you. Oh, is that the one where you like it makes a course out of your house or whatever? No, that's no, the that's, Mario Kart. That's, that's the Mario, Mario Kart, Kart Live Home Circuit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. the it's one so that cool. I'm Mario Kart Live, they have an RC Mario Kart, and it and you build a course in your home, and it uses augmented reality to drive an RC Kart around. But the video game's happening on the screen. Your Switch is your controller. They're a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's expensive. The one that I'm talking wow. about is the I one that's it. like has Rosalina in it. No, that's a different game. But technically, this it one is has in this Mario game. 64 Mario, and Super Mario Sunshine and, Super Mario and the old Galaxy. Mario games, the three of them. Fantastic. The three 3D. Alrighty, okay. moving on to Daddy. Okay, all right. Um, uh, I don't. I, all I want for Christmas is some prime rib and some seafood. Anyway, um, <laughs> great. How about any? Anybody have anything they want for Christmas? I can't wait for Sarah to see her gifts from from us because you you do not say anything, both of you. <laughs> we don't know what it is because uh, we got time? the Perna what? family got the Pygott family gifts um, uh, as a as a family, so we're excited about them very okay. much. And okay. yeah, very 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 fa- very fancy. Oh, I'm not fancy. I think. What I want for Christmas is, um, this is going to sound really dumb. 
Target has these sock advent calendars, and they have a Star Wars one. And I got it last year, and I want it again. Okay. All right. There you have it. And it's got socks, and you open them up one every day, and you get a new pair of socks, and it has like Baby Yoda or whatever on them, and they make me happy. Do you know that we're like five days from Christmas, right? No, eight. Yeah. Okay, but the advent calendars advent usually start on the first. No, but see, I like to do it. I did this last year. I after Christmas, I went and I bought it because it was half off. So instead of paying fifteen dollars for twelve socks, I paid seven dollars and fifty cents for twelve socks. And then even when I had like to go back to work and stuff, I still got to be happy because I got a new pair of socks every day. <laughs> the world would like to know. Are you a house elf? <laughs> the, wor- the world would like to know if those are children-sized socks or adult-sized no, adult. socks. I, okay, so I'm a small human, right? However, one of the things that in life I am the most angry about in regards to my height is, in fact, my shoe size. Because I'm five feet tall. I should have sho- feet that are, like, accordingly, like, appropriate proportion and they're not I wear a size 8 shoe and it's really frustrating me because if you have a small foot you can get like clearance shoes a size 6 woman's shoe like you can wear children's shoes that are cheaper but no no I wear a size 8 shoe which is like the average woman's foot size which means that they never have my size it's ooh, this should be the one part of my life that's easy and it's not Anyway, I'm a little heated about um, my shoe size. Don't okay. you also have two different size feet? I do. It makes it extra difficult. They're a whole size different. One is a size eight and one is a size seven. But I buy for the size eight and I just make sure they're shoes that like lace up or I put something in them. I just, you know, live your best okay. life. Okay. All right. Yeah. Michael, Sarah, anybody, or Michael, Leah, anybody want anything for Christmas? I really struggled with what to ask for for Christmas this year because normally my favorite things to get are like, fun makeup or like Mm. nail polish or just generally things that you use when you're you know leaving home leaving the house (laughs) and so i don't know this year i'm just really hoping somebody got me some like comfy pajama (laughs) 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 because you know that's what you're using how about you michael uh well i i would also like the age of calamity game uh, but this year I've spent most of the year um, cooking Korean food for hours a day. Um, like it. it has been my main hobby and it's been like, it's been wonderful. There's a lady on YouTube, her name is Mang Chi, M-A-A-N-G-C-H-I, okay? And so she's got these amazing videos um, about cooking Korean food. And so she recommended, this is so silly, she recommended a specific gochugaru, which is a Korean red chili flake. It's like $30 a pound. And I normally pay $10 for a big bag of it. But I just want, but my brother asked me what I wanted for Christmas. I'm really hoping that he'll get me the expensive gochugaru. It's one of those things that I would never buy for myself. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? exactly. yeah. It's the perfect Christmas present. I I'm saying that's what Christmas myself. presents are supposed to be. Yeah. Exactly. Buy this unreasonable, expensive, spicy ingredient that, I that I'm going to use to make smelly, right, smelly, fermented, delicious kimchi, and it'll be wonderful and really spicy and bright red, and everyone's going to yes. hate it except really? me. Really? Really and truly, what I want more than anything is to be able to go to concerts again. Yes. (laughs) Travel. Yeah. They've already canceled Mardi Gras in 2021. I am devastated. I mean, obviously, I I knew like I couldn't go. I wouldn't. I wasn't gonna go even if they had it. But like, to the fact that they have officially said like no Mardi Gras parades. Like, I don't know if that's ever happened. I doubt. They they had Mardi Gras last year. Well, that's that was like before, right before it was right that's right true. before. That's when we thought it was still like, oh, it's just a couple cases in Seattle, you that's know. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yes, go ahead, Olivia. Mm-hmm. Well, ahead. we showed them. Yeah. Um, Boom. the one thing that I want to show you that is handmade is this. It's my Christmas <gasps> Mickey wreath. A Christmas Very Mickey wreath handmade by Olivia. There you go. Everybody. I love it. Okay, all right. Vocal fam, we're getting near the end here. Um, I just wanted to say how thankful I am uh, for all of you listeners sticking with us throughout 2020. Um, This year has been a weird time for a lot of podcasts um, because, well, actually, we've seen a ton of podcasts start. uh, And so welcome to the club, all of you new shows. 
uh, who are out there. It's also been kind of a weird time because a lot of listeners like haven't been doing their normal morning commute or their afternoon they commute. Listen, yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. been a weird thing. But I just want to say, um, as we wrap up 2020, a few things. One, I want to say thank you to Plural Publishing for being our sponsor. Um, and we're just so thankful that a major academic voice publishing company decided to be the sponsor of the Vocal Fry podcast. Two, I would like to thank Alan Henderson and everybody at Nats uh, and our other great Natscast partners um, for our partnership of Natscast. It's impossible to me to believe at this point that that was not even a year ago, that that That's was still, but, yeah. something that actually launched in 2020. That's still crazy. I want to say a huge thank you to all of our guests throughout the whole year. We had we've had just some of the most incredible people from Dr. John Vulcans <laughs> to talk about, you know, all the mask and aerosol research to um, Alex for coming on to talk about Soundjack to all the incredible guests we had on at the beginning of the year like Heidi Moss and Kari Reagan and Michelle and Kristen and just the lot of everybody. It's been an incredible year. Um, there's um, uh, all, all my colleagues who came on when we talked about the platforms paper, when we originally talked about Zoom audio way back when, oh my, oh my gosh. God. Uh, at the very front end of the, I mean, the, the tip. I oh. forgot about that, yeah. Uh, and Sarah, you don't even know about this, but we're gonna do a visioning episode to kick off 2021 with that crew again to oh, we're going to call it teaching online 2.0 um so that will be the next time sarah and i will actually be back with you um we'll be in a few weeks first week of january and um i also of course want to thank michael and leah for rejoining us um leah it's so great to have you back with us for the first time um you know for the for the first time in forever um, you know, to start to start uh, quoting Frozen, um, and and Michael, of course, always glad to have you back with us, always and forever. Um, and I, I would like to say a thing about my kids that if you go back and listen to our very first Christmas special, Last Jedi Christmas, it was my kids' first time on the podcast, and mm. um, th they were so young; their the pitch of their voice has changed. Oh, yeah so much uh, just, just this is a voice sample for all of you listeners go back and listen to the <laughs> first episode with me <laughs> right. and this is my voice right now it's Olivia here. yeah exactly um, so it's it's honestly been again vocal fry is about family it's why we that's why we keep saying vocal time, vocal fam yeah. all you listeners and um, uh, it's just you know and of course um, Sarah thank you for going on this crazy journey uh for for three and a half years now um crazy did you know that um this is very off topic but you know unlike the bachelor and the bachelorette <coughs> you're not allowed to say the word process you have to call it a journey really i did not They'll, like make you redo your confessional if you if you don't use the word journey to describe it Wow. So that's what uh, that reminded yeah. me of. So wow. Yes, go ahead, yeah, Charlie. I had this realization recently. That, uh, oh, Charlie's saying something. Are we ending? Soon, very soon. Well, we have to do breakfast. Oh, we have to do breakfast. Sarah, <laughs> yes. what did you have for breakfast? By the way, Sarah, speaking of, did you like the supercut at the end of the oh clip show? Oh, my gosh. It I was thought, awesome. You want to know it's so weird? I think that's what pushed me over the edge, and I started crying at that point. That's the part of the episode where I was like, <laughs> Leah, Leah, at the I, I released a clip show three weeks ago. Yeah, that's what I tried to listen to, and my phone was too stupid. So. Oh, okay. Well, at the, um, at the you, have at, you have to listen to it at the end of the at the end of the clip show. I went back and did a supercut of a bunch of Sarah's breakfasts. Well, anyway, uh -huh. breakfast. I'm eating a new breakfast food. Oh, um, it's Kint or Kind. I don't know actually how you pronounce the brand. Oh, kind but. bars. The kind bars, yeah, but they're the probiotics. Well, I was your first instinct, oh. German. Yes, I was wondering the same thing. Every once in a while, that happens. Actually, okay, so you know that town. In I New eat Jackson, my Kint bar with my Lacroix. <laughs> but the first time I said Glückstadt, I accidentally called it Glückstadt, and Jamie goes, "Sarah, what the heck? Where are you from? It's Mississippi. It's Glückstadt." 
<laughs> I did the same thing with the town outside of Gulfport where I think it's called D'Iberville actually, but yeah. I pronounced it French and anyway, all that being said, it's this probiotics, protein, oatmeal bar. I I do admit it like before you think too highly of me, anybody well, you've heard this coming. It is chocolate and peanut butter. But like, no one is surprised. But it's not a lot of chocolate. It's just a little chocolate. Mm-hmm. That it says right. probiotics in really big letters. It's got a lot of protein, like seven grams or something like that. Amazing. It's great. Amazing. That's what I had for breakfast today. Yesterday it was a chocolate chip muffin, but today <laughs> it was all about balance. Bars. Yeah, you got to alternate. All right, vocal fam. Anyway. Well, listen, this is us. Uh, as a family, as a podcast family, saying Merry Christmas, Happy Merry New Christmas. Year. Merry Christmas. Remember, Christmas doesn't officially start until Matt Smith on the 21st, on the winter solstice, will say that we're halfway out of the dark. And in three days, we will in fact be halfway out of the dark. And so remember that as we go through the pandem- winter of the pandemic, the days are getting longer. So uh, that's a good thing. There's more light in each day from here on out. Uh, and may your holidays and your Christmas literally be bright or white. Beautiful. <laughs> Merry, right. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas vocal fam. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.